You're listening to Mysteries Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, we will discuss the mysteries of the elusive Sasquatch. Hello, and welcome back to Mystery Still Unsolved. Um, I'm so happy to be back here with all of you to discuss another unsolved mystery. But before we get to that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping and get that all out of the way. Um, if you're not already following me on Instagram at Mystery Still Unsolved, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> You should be pondering that daily if you're not following me on Instagram. (laughs) The Instagram is an excellent way to discuss with me and other true crime lovers just like you about cases that we have covered to let me know about the cases that you want me to cover. And sometimes you just need a visual of the people that we're talking about. So you can view some of those pictures and videos there. Sometimes I run polls in the stories if we're covering a case that I think that there might be a lot of different opinions on. And you can always shoot me a DM letting me know about a case that you'd like me to cover. I have gotten so many incredible leads that way. So thank you Thank you, my loyal listeners, for your listener suggestions. I really, really appreciate you. Um, We also have a website. I'm kind of like not really doing anything with it right now. I just like I need to have like the motivation to like have more fun with it. But just so you know, it exists and you can go there on www.mysterystillunsolved.com and you can look at a couple of my stuff. I'm planning on doing more stuff with it. I promise. I just... I've never run a website before, so I'm kind of at a loss. I need to research into it a little bit more, um, but fun things are coming. I have a, I have a feeling. Okay, so now for some big news. I wanted to give you all a week notice so that you can pick up your phone and pop this into your Google calendar, like right the second and save the date and time. All right, so next Wednesday, May 5th, So a week from tomorrow, May 5th, I will be hosting a live watch party of La Jarona at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you guys have been here for a bit, long enough to hear an episode that I did with my mom, I can't remember which one it was right now. Was it the Haunted Hotel one or was it the Bermuda Triangle one? Ooh, I'm pretty sure it was the Bermuda Triangle one. But my mind is blanking right now. But anyways, if you've listened to that episode, whichever one it is, then you know I am terrified of La Llorona. I have been terrified of her ever since I was a kid. And my very own mother, my own mother, used the legend to scare me into going to sleep. Which sounds counterintuitive because it is a terrible way to keep your child in their room to go to sleep, just for the record. So even with the trailer, so this movie is not new. It like came out a couple years ago. So even the trailer of this movie keeps me up at night. But I feel like with your support, I think I'm ready to watch it. Brian is going to post my reactions to it. And I might have to take breaks. Maybe. We'll see. And I will talk to you guys all about it. And it should be fun. So 
After you've done your drinking of your mojitos, your margs, your fojitos, and after you've eaten your body weight in guacamole, join me at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on May 5th to watch La Gerona with me. If you dare. (laughs) I'm excited. We've never hung out like that before, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so on to today's case. Gather round, gather round, and listen to my creepy, campfirey episode that I have planned for you today. Could you cue the nighttime outside noises, please? Okay, thank you. I would absolutely recommend not listening to this on a night when you are camping in the forest or in your backyard, as you might lose your freaking shit. <laughs> if you guys have Hulu, then you know that a new docu-series was released last week loosely based on the idea of Sasquatch. And that is what kind of made me want to cover this topic in today's episode. And as much as I'd love to cover Sasquatch in complete depth, I mean, that's a lot of information. So I decided to quickly talk about what Sasquatch is and then share a few stories with you. It's going to be great. And since I'm only covering like a couple of my favorite stories, we can always cover Sasquatch or his cousins, the Yeti, the Yaren, which is the Chinese version, the Yowie for our friends down under, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I should also mention that I have always been intrigued by Bigfoot. My mom said that when I was about two or three, I woke up in the middle of the night because I had this nightmare that a giant monkey man had broken into our house and gone into our kitchen and was eating all of our bananas. Then when I was like a little bit older, like maybe a preteen, like 10 to 10, like probably like 10 to 16, um, my parents would send my younger brother and I to our grandparents for a week so that they could bomb chicka wow wow sick and my grandparents they live in a rural area in upstate new york so their closest neighbors are about like three to five miles away so it's really really remote and pretty creepy particularly at night it's actually quite peaceful during the day but at night it's particularly scary um it didn't help that the room that my brother and I slept in, it was like their parlor room and it had like a panorama of windows all around it with no curtains and no blinds. Like, why do they need those? They're out in the middle of nowhere. So the whole night, I felt like something was watching me sleep. I was 100% convinced that one night I was going to wake up and see like a Sasquatch staring at me through the window. So obviously that never happened, but... I tended to let my imagination run wild back then, and honestly, I still do. (laughs) All right, so even though I'm sure you all know about Sasquatch, I'll give you a brief little introduction just in case you're not acquainted. Um, Yeah, because we want to get everybody like, hello, nice to meet you. Hello, nice to meet you. Uh, Bigfoot, also commonly referred to as Sasquatch, Um, in Canadian and American folklore is an ape-like creature that is reported to inhabit the forests of North America. Supposed evidence of Bigfoot's existence is based on a number of anecdotal visual sightings, disputed video footage, and audio recordings. There's also a couple photographs and, of course, those casts of large footprints. Some of these are speculated or known to be hoaxes for sure. 
Um, Bigfoot has become an icon within the fringe subculture of cryptozoology and an enduring element of popular culture. Thousands of people have claimed to have seen a Bigfoot, which is commonly described as a large, muscular, bipedal, which means that they walk on two feet, ape-like creature, roughly six to nine feet. Um, They're usually described as being covered in hair that's black, dark brown, or dark reddish. Hey, dark reddish, that's me. (laughs) Um, Also, some people report that they smell like a really foul-smelling like just intense odor that's sometimes associated with the creature. So they smell it before they see it, if that makes sense. And the smell is kind of, it's described as being like skunk-like or rotten eggs, like sulfuric. Um, The face of a Bigfoot is often described as human-like with a flat nose and visible lips. Common descriptions also include you know, the big shoulders, no visible neck, and super long arms. The eyes are commonly said to be dark in color and have been alleged to glow yellow at night. However, eye shine is not present in humans or any known great ape, and so proposed explanations for observable eye shine in the forest, those are usually like your owls, your raccoons, your possums, your coyotes, like that sort of thing. All right, so let's talk about those big giant a cast of feet that people are always showing in those documentaries so the enormous footprints for which the creature is named bigfoot are claimed to be as large as 24 inches long and eight inches wide some footprint casts have also contained claw marks making it likely that they came from known animals such as bears which have five toes and claws Alleged eyewitnesses and individuals researching the phenomenon of Bigfoot have indicated a number of disputed behaviors supposedly related to the creatures. Some of these reported behaviors include patterned repetitive knocking sounds. So I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show um, Finding Bigfoot. But Bobo and, like, all those researchers are always, like, knocking on wood. They get, like, baseball bats and they, like, hit the trees and, like, try and, like, mimic this wood knocking sound. Um, They also are reported to throw rocks and make vocalizations such as howls, moans, grunts, whistles, and even have formed, like, a supposed language. Some of these alleged vocalization recordings have been analyzed by individuals such as retired U.S. Navy cryptologic linguist Scott Nelson. He is actually the one who analyzed audio recordings from the early 1970s said to be recorded in the Sierra Nevada mountains dubbed the Sierra Sounds. Uh, so y'all know I found that tape for you, so I'm going to play it right now. Let me try and talk to this. 
All right. So there's like four more minutes of that, but I think you all get the gist. We don't need to play the whole four minute thing. Um, so uh, basically Scott Nelson uh, stated that it is definitely a language, that it is definitely not human in origin, and that it could not have been faked. But celebrity survivalist Les Stroud has spoken of a strange vocalization that he heard in the wilderness while surviving Survivor Man, while filming Survivor Man, that he stated sounded primate in origin. Others argue that the sources of sounds attributed to Bigfoot are either hoaxes or likely misidentified and produced by known animals such as an owl or a wolf or a coyote and a fox. Um, additionally, structures constructed of broken and twisted foliage, um, again, from that Finding Bigfoot episode, they're always talking about how they, oh, this could be a nest. This is definitely a Sasquatch nest. So basically just a lot of those types of structures of small trees um, that are bent or uprooted or stacked in patterns and weaved and crisscrossed, um, those are are potential territorial markings. Some instances have also included entire deer skeletons being suspended up high in trees. In Washington State, a team of amateur Bigfoot researchers called the Olympic Project claimed to have discovered a collection of nests, and they brought in primatologists who are um, scientists who study like all sorts of primates to study them who concluded that they appeared to have been created by a primate. Many alleged sightings are reported to occur at night, leading many to speculate that the creatures possess nocturnal tendencies. However, mainstream science largely disputes this claim as all known apes, including humans, are diurnal, with only lesser primates possessing nocturnality. The concept of what Bigfoot would consume for sustenance is a hotly debated issue. Most mainstream scientists maintain that it is unlikely that a breeding population of these primate animals would be able to sustain themselves in North American forests because, as we know, great apes historically thrive only in tropical areas. In addition, they would face competition with bears and other large predators and would be leaving behind Literally, they'd be leaving crap behind <laughs> and other identifiable evidence, and nobody's ever really seen that. Um, others argue that, like bears, the creatures likely have an omnivorous diet and are opportunistic, much like humans. Um, anecdotal accounts indicate that the creatures consume roots, berries, nuts, fruit, fungi like mushrooms, salmon, and other fish, small mammals like rabbits and squirrels and birds, and deer. Um, so kind of like what a bear would eat. Um, in 2016, Centralia College anthropology professor and Bigfoot enthusiast Mitchell Townsend presented forensic research at the 69th Annual Anthropology Research Conference in Tacoma, Washington. Um, he claimed that he and his team completed a study, um, and they they studied three different prey bones recovered near Mount St. Helens. They claim that the bite marks found on these bones provided a high, a large um, provided evidence of a large unknown animal having made them based on the characteristics. Interactions with humans have been reported. Many Native American cultures traditionally fear and respect these creatures. Um, an incident in 1924, often referred to as the Battle of Ape Canyon, never heard of that before, tells of some miners who were attacked by large, hairy ape men. And when I say miners, I mean like men like 
mining, not like miners like under the age of 18. Um, so they claim that these animals, these ape-like men, hurtled rocks under their cabin roof from a nearby cliff after one of the miners allegedly tried shooting one with a rifle. A miner was supposedly knocked unconscious by a rock which crashed through the roof and the creatures slammed in the cabin walls with their bodies, causing the entire structure to shake. Canadian prospector Albert Otsman reported that he was abducted by a Bigfoot and held captive with its family for six days near Toba Inlet, British Columbia, in 1924. He reported that they did not, like, cause him any harm, but instead were amused by his very presence. So they are kind of just keeping him around for entertainment purposes. In Falk, Arkansas, in 1971, a family reported that a large, hair-covered creature startled a woman after reaching through her window. This alleged incident caused panic in the area. According to the BFRO, there have been no credible modern reports of any human beings being, like, killed by a Bigfoot, but that some humans have witnessed and testified that they have been harassed or stalked by Bigfoot. Um, and then, obviously, we are super interested in Bigfoot because just last week, Hulu released a docu-series um, titled Sasquatch, which describes marijuana farmers telling um, stories of Bigfoot harassing and killing people within the Emerald Triangle region in the 1970s through the 1990s, and specifically the alleged murder of three migrant workers in 1993. That's kind of like what the whole Sasquatch docuseries um, is investigating. So I'm not going to give it away because I don't know if you guys have watched it. So if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. It's a short docuseries. It's only three episodes, so it's not like something you're going to be watching like forever. It's not going to take up too much of your time. My husband and I watched it in three nights. In the early 1990s, a couple of 911 audio recordings were released um, to the public in which a homeowner in Kitsap County, Washington, called law enforcement for assistance with a large subject described by him as being all in black, having entered his backyard. Um, this was actually the second time he had called because the first time he called, he had reported to law enforcement that one of his dogs had been killed because this creature or thing had thrown it over the fence. So I'm going to play a few of those calls right now. Hey, what are you reporting? Uh, I got a strange going on out here. Something just killed my dog. Something killed your dog? My dog went flying through the air over the tree. I don't know how it did it. Okay. Damn, and I'm really confused. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence, and he was dead when she hit the ground. I didn't see any cars. All I saw was my dog coming over the fence. what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. Uh, a good sized man or something that looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just it, it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. I don't know what it was, whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it. So whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Uh, Deal. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine. I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. 
Anthropologist Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum notes that any large predatory animal is potentially dangerous to humans, specifically if provoked, but he also indicates that most anecdotal accounts of Bigfoot encounters result in the creatures either hiding or running away from people. Some amateur researchers have reported the creatures moving or taking possession of things that are owned by humans, such as like food or jewelry, and taking them back to their little nests. Um, Skeptics argue that many of these alleged human interactions are easily hoaxed, the result of misidentification or are outright fabrications. So there are certainly many, many, many bizarre instances that have been attributed to Bigfoot behavior, but skeptics argue it is likely the result of human actions, such as pranks or simply misidentification. Most cases of mistaken identity usually ended up being like a bear or a moose or just another human being that's like trying to confuse people either intentionally or they're literally just like in the woods hunting and somebody thinks they're a Bigfoot. Um, There was actually recently, well, I mean, I say recently, but it was probably like eight years ago (laughs) because I'm so old. I'm like pretending that it was recent. Um, So there was a video posted by some teenaged kids a little south of me in Provo Canyon. And I actually used to live in Orem, which is just north of Provo, and they had a supposed Sasquatch sighting that they caught on tape. And the thing that makes this sighting particularly creepy to me is that this sighting occurred in October. I think it happened like mid-October. And at the beginning of October, my husband and I and his two younger brothers and like one of my sister-in-laws, um, we really got into the show Finding Bigfoot. And for fun, we were like out late at night just being stupid. And five or six of us went into that area and did all of the things that they do on the Finding Bigfoot show. So my brother-in-law, Josh, he actually dressed up in a Bigfoot costume that we just randomly had. And we went into this like canyon um, called Provo Canyon. And we like knocked on trees. We tapped rocks together. We made some of those like howling sounds that the team on the show makes. And literally like a week or maybe two later, those kids released the footage. So maybe it was just like this fake made up thing that they did. Or maybe my brother-in-laws and I summoned this creature. Super, super weird. Anyway, I'm going to try and find the link to that video that the kids posted, and I will for sure put it in the show show notes. In 2007, hunter Rick Jacobs captured some of the most famous Bigfoot images to date with a camera mounted to a tree in Pennsylvania's Allegheny National Forest. His camera also captured clear photos of bear cubs, offering evidence that the unidentified animal was not ursine, 
but skeptics believe the animal is just a bear sick with mange. But I don't know, guys. I saw that picture and it does not look like a bear. It looks like a monkey. Um, I couldn't find footage for that one, but I am definitely going to post the photograph captured on his camera so that way you guys can tell me what you think. Um, another convincing tale comes from Frank Valensky. He owns some property where he has an apple orchard. And, you know, one day he was driving by his apple orchard when he noticed one of his apple trees had been not only completely stripped of apples, but of the leaves too and everything. Um, he thought that this was incredibly odd. I mean, of course, his orchard is a hot spot for animals in the area that are trying to secure an easy meal, but he had never seen one of his trees stripped completely bare. Um, usually it's just like the apples on the ground or the apples that are like lower to the ground. So he and his wife decided to set up a motion censored camera that would only take pictures when it detected movement. Um, so he discreetly tied the camera to the tree and left it there undisturbed for seven days and seven nights. After that, he came back to get his camera. When he and his wife returned home, they were looking through the photos that had been taken and they could not believe their eyes. The first photo was of a coyote sniffing the apples. All right, that's, that's fine. That's pretty typical, right? The next photo was of the coyote retreating obviously terrified of something. In the picture, the coyote's back is arched with its tail in between its legs and like it's blurry. It looks like it was retreating very, very quickly. The next photo, that's the bizarre one. Crouched below the tree was a giant creature, possibly with a younger animal tucked in its arms. And this creature was gathering apples. The couple could not make sense of it. So they showed these images to a couple of local friends. Some people said, oh, that's a large dog. Others thought it could be a bear. Some people thought it was a ghost. Then they decided to send it to some of the top animal experts in the country. Um, a lot of different zoologists got back to them saying, like, you know, from the picture, since we can't see his face, we cannot definitively tell you what that is. And then a cryptozoologist got in touch with them and said that it was one of the most compelling photographs of Bigfoot that they had ever seen. They believed that it was a female Bigfoot, um, about seven and a half feet tall, carrying a baby under her arm. In the show, Finding Bigfoot, Bobo, who is my favorite, shout out to Bobo, um, he attempted to recreate the image. And if you know the show, then you know Bobo. He is a big guy and people the recreation it wasn't even close the creature in the photograph just towers over Bobo all right so when you think of Indiana you probably don't think about Sasquatches Sasquatches are usually in the Pacific Northwest or like along the Appalachian Trail or in the south but one winter a family was driving through the woods when they spotted something the mom pulled over to the side of the road and began recording because at first the family just thought, you know, oh, look, there's a bear in the bushes. But suddenly the creature comes out from behind those bushes and it starts walking bipedally in the snowbank. This video, this innocent family video, quickly turns from an awe oh, and a wonder to fear 
and in absolute desperation to get the heck out of there. You can hear there's like children like, oh, look, it's a bear. And then all of a sudden the young children begin screaming their mother effing heads off in the back seat. So when the creature begins running towards them, the mom hightails it the heck out of there. Um, her story was featured on Finding Bigfoot and, and in her segment, she kept her face blurred and her voice altered. So I really don't think that this family is seeking fame or fortune or notoriety or any of those other things that would, you know, possess somebody to fake a story like this. One of the Finding Bigfoot executive producers admits himself that he is a total skeptic, but that this particular story and that was um, portrayed in that segment, that footage, he considers it to be one of the most convincing pieces of evidence that Bigfoot might actually exist, and it honestly changed his mind about the whole thing. So I'm going to link that video in the show notes so that you can look into it for yourself. So there you go. Just a few interesting stories that may or may not convince you of the existence of Sasquatch or Bigfoot or whatever you want to call it. What do you guys make of these stories? Are you convinced? In my personal opinion, I do think that there has to be some sort of creature that's walking bipedally and that people are seeing. I don't know if it's a, an actual Bigfoot. I mean, I'm not sure, but they're, they've got to be seeing something. I don't think that this tale would, or this legend would like last as long as it has if there were not people that were actually seeing it. Um, it's hard because, I mean, there are people out there who, you know, they just want the fame and the glory and the notoriety. Um, actually, when I was looking through videos, there was another person that had supposedly seen Bigfoot in Provo, Utah, but it was like obviously fake and I just like didn't want to give it the time of day so I decided to not post it in the show notes because I just think that the guy is he's just so theatrical like you can just tell that he's just like eating it all up and I'm just like I'm not gonna give him any props on this on this podcast so I feel like things like that get in the way of really being able to find out if Bigfoot is real or if it's just a legend I mean and even myself, like I have actually participated in perpetuating the ruse. I mean, it's entirely possible that when my brother-in-laws and I went out into the woods and were, my brother-in-law was like in his Bigfoot costume, that maybe there was some guy out there and he witnessed us and he didn't know that it was all a joke. And they might be telling their neighbors or their friends like, oh my gosh, guys, I was camping at the beginning of October and I saw a Bigfoot. And then a week later, like there was a footage of it. Like who knows? Who knows? Um, it's still very, very weird to me that we were all doing the things on the show to attract a squatch. Just, oh yeah, that's what we were calling it. We called it squatch hunting. And then just like a week or two later, a sighting was caught on films. I, I literally cannot get over that. Um, so that's our episode. Let me know your thoughts, your theories, opinions, and comments on the case that we cover today. I love to hear from you. Don't forget to put the La Jarona watch party on your calendar next week and join me on Instagram on May 5th at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's going to be a blast. You guys can enjoy watching me freak the hell out in real time. Glorious fun for everyone except for me. 
Um, and who knows, maybe I'll even consider doing a Sasquatch movie the following week if you guys tune in to the La Girona one. I will consider it. Hey, um, can you wrap up the bug noises now? Yeah, we're done. Thank you. Join me next Tuesday and next Wednesday when together we'll discover, did someone ever place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved?